let me tell you about uh, Built Bar. If you are looking for something that is really, really good and you have a sweet tooth like I do, sweet mm-hmm. tooth like. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen you with your sweet tooth. I've been over your house and you gave me a bowl of ice cream All that right. was larger than Mount Everest. That's right. That's the way they're supposed to be built. <laughs> I impressive. have a really hard time. I have to have something sweet at night. It's especially at night. Don't give up on your resolution to lose weight. Built Bar can really help you on that. Built Bar is a protein bar. It has everything it's supposed to have in it that's healthy, blah, blah, blah. But healthy has never tasted like this. It's really, really good with 18 different flavors, including caramel brownie, uh, cookies and cream, peanut butter, mint brownie. They're so good. And they are covered in 100% chocolate. So, Make sure you get everything that you need in a Built Bar. It is a great, healthy snack, healthier than most protein bars. Well, it's great for keto diets. We'll give you all of the protein that you need, and it tastes great. Try yours now at Built Bar. Get 20% off your next order by going to BuiltBar.com. That's BuiltBar.com. Save 20% when you use the promo code back at BuiltBar.com. Welcome to the program. It's Monday. I've got several things that I think are very, very important to share with you today. But I also want to hear from you. I want to hear how can we help you? What is it that we're not explaining well enough we should concentrate more on uh, or we should shut up about? What is happening in your life and what do you need? The number is 888-727-BECK. 888-727-BECK. Tanya and I laugh every breakfast, every dinner with uh, Uno because he is practically he is he's practically starting to like uh, jump up on the counter and get the bag of rough greens. He is so excited and he now comes and he'll put his hand. uh, I'll be standing there, sitting there, whatever. And he takes his head and he puts it right underneath my hand like, hey, dad, come on, time to eat. Let's go. Come on. Come on. Time to eat. It's it's amazing. And he was the pickiest of eaters. Let me offer you a free bag of rough greens for your dog to try out. Here's the thing. It is full of probiotics and all of the things that will make your dog really, really healthy. It has changed, Uno. Really has. Um, but not every dog eats it. And so they want you just to try it uh, with a free bag. All you do is pay for shipping. They'll send you this free bag. When you get it, feed it to your dog. If your dog likes it, then order a bag of Rough Greens and get started uh, and uh, and see the difference in your dog. It will take maybe, I don't know, a couple of months. I saw it. I saw because my dog was such a picky eater right away. But the changes that you'll see continue. I've been feeding him for almost a year, and he is still continuing to seemingly get healthier and healthier because he's far more active. 
roughgreens.com slash Beck, R-U-F-F, greens.com slash Beck, or call 1-833-G-L-E-N-N-33, 833-GLEN-33. All right. I would uh, I'd like to talk to you about what you would like us to focus on. Now, there are, there are many shows that you can listen to, and everybody has their own... Uh, their own thing that they're focusing on. We can't all focus on the same thing. I have been focusing a lot on uh, the loss of freedom through the World Economic Forum and what the banks are going to do. This Wednesday night is a massive show, a, a must-not-miss show, where I'm going to lay out how the banks and the financial industry is starting to box you in. Something that a friend sent to me over the weekend said, I have a Merrill Lynch account, and I just noticed something on my account. It's giving me my ESG score. ESG is something you need to know about. We started putting a chalkboard together on last Wednesday night specials. We'll continue to do it this week on the financial sector. ESG means environmental social justice, and governmental. Those are the standards that everybody has to hit. Now, this is just the beginning. What Merrill Lynch is doing for those who have 250000 or less to invest, why not have it for all investors? But for $250,000 or less, they're going to give you an ESG report on your holdings because you have to be responsible And if you're going to be responsible, you have to do business with companies that are environmentally, socially justice uh, and uh, and uh, governmentally inclined that are doing the right things. If your portfolio comes back and you have a low score, eventually that will be your ESG number, not on which companies you're supposed to. Well, I can't call it boycott. Uh, which companies you're supposed to invest in, uh, it will now be your score because you choose not to invest in those companies. It's really bad. Uh, I think everybody needs to know that, but what do you want to hear? What can we explain better? What can help you in your own life? Let me go to uh, Pina in uh, Florida. Hello. Hey, Glenn, it's Tina. Oh, Tina, hi. Hi. How are you doing? Good. I want to talk a little bit about education. I know you focus on it a ton, but um, we've taken your advice, Tiffany and I. We're two former school board members here in Florida, and we founded an organization called Moms for Liberty. And um, our sole purpose is to take back parental rights, take back education. Conservatives have neglected it for decades. And she and I have seen from behind the scenes the imbalance of power to the bureaucrats and the teachers' unions. And um, we just, you know, we, we really want you to continue to shine the light on education between the critical race theory and, you know, what the unions are doing. There's, there's just so much wrong with education. We have some things um, that we're still working on to button up, but we have some things th- that are happening in education uh that are the worst parts of common core uh that have just been renamed and they're just doing them through the uh the private sector through these businesses they're just doing it all in the name of our kids and it's it's really bad really really bad so you are on the right track the most important thing we can do 
is get involved. So what does Moms for Liberty do? We, uh, we organized chapters by county throughout the country. Um, we launched January 1st, and we were just going to stay in the state of Florida because that's kind of what we're experts at, but it has grown nationally so quickly. Um, and these chapters are kind of the watchdogs. They're moms that are watching their school boards and their local politics, and we're, we're teaching the founding documents in our homes. Um, those, are, those are our two main pillars. Uh, we organize in chapters, meet once a month, and um, we go over the school board agendas. We are watching what they're doing. We have, chair, you know, we have directors within the organization that are watching the curriculum. Um, Excellent. A playbook from the progressives. When you sit on school boards, you have hundreds of people in red shirts chanting at you, whether it's the union or Red for Ed or Moms Demand Action. And again and again, there was never a conservative face or voice in the crowd to support you. And it's a lonely place to be. Um, in the state of Florida, there is just a handful of conservative people sitting on school boards, and it's even worse than other states. So it's our goal ultimately to, to raise up people throughout these organizations to run for these local seats and take back education. Uh, how can people get involved, Tina? Momsforliberty.org. Sounds great. Thank you very much. Stay in touch with us, will you? Dawn in Washington. Is that Washington, D.C. or Washington State? Oh, Washington State. Okay. Um, and um, I wanted to, to um, have, a, I have a bone to pick with you about oh. pronoun usage. Um, on, I know on Friday you uh, referred to Dr. Rachel Levine a lot. But you always referred to him as a woman and with female pronouns. And, and this is a lie. Um, I think that it's disrespectful to women to refer to a man as a woman because we've, we've earned our place in the world. We've, we've worked hard for our place in the world. And to re- refer to a man as, as something that he's not, as one of us, is, is really disrespectful. It's, it's a lie. And um, I think we owe it to people who are transgender to not feed into their lie. Um, why, would we, why would we feed into that lie or allow people that are never going to agree with us anyway to put words into our mouth? We must speak the truth. It's the honest thing to do. And there is something that goes on. with It's treated almost like it's a name. Like, you know, Lou Alcindor was Lou Alcindor, and then he changed his name to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And people said, you know, out of respect, we'll just call him Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. That's not the way gender works, right? Like you don't just get to name what you are. Uh, so I, I can see the, the, the I can see how women would, would be upset. By so like here's that. the thing, um, and I really appreciate your phone call, Don. And you may not find this acceptable, um, and it may not be, and I may change my mind on this. Um, but uh, the way I view this is, I am not going to say a uh, a man is a woman or a woman is a man. Uh, when we're talking about the science of all of it, I'm not going to. You want to call yourself something? I, I don't really care. I'm not going to waste time and energy fighting that stupid battle on what you want to call yourself. You want to call yourself a space monkey. Okay, space monkey. Uh, you don't have a lot of credibility with me because you think you're a space monkey. So whatever. But if that's what you want to call, I'm not going to stop the argument and focus on that i want to focus on the bigger picture which is science science and that may be wrong and um and i might change my mind on that but that's where i'm at i don't think we get bogged down at the first uh argument which is the argument they want us to get bogged down into because they don't care they'll hurt people's feel i don't i don't care i don't really care I don't really care. Let's talk about the science. Tom in Virginia. 
Welcome to the Glenbeck program. Tom, are you there? All right, let's go to Robin in Oklahoma. Hello, Robin. Hi. Hi. Wanted to tell you two things. One thing you've been listening since September the twelfth of two thousand one. So that's how long I've been listening. Wow. And I guess I guess it's three things. I remember your little blue book, The Coming Insurrection. Yes. The Coming Insurrection. You read it. I thought this man has lost his mind. He's never coming to America. Mm. Uh, boy, was I wrong there. Yeah. So, in in listening to you over the years, there are a few books you've recommended that I have purchased, some that I don't. But the ones that I did purchase <laughs> recently, the first time you had Edwin Black on. Yes. While you were, while he was still on the on on the radio with you, I went to eBay, and I I had both of those books. War of the Week and the Holocaust, IBM and the Holocaust. IBM and the Holocaust and War of the Week. You had both of them. In my in my eBay cart. Okay. When I went back to check out, they were all gone. They were all gone. Unfortunately, I wanted those books bad enough. I went to several websites and I couldn't find them. The only place I could find them, surprisingly, was Amazon. I hate to do business with Amazon, but I wanted those books, which... In, in days of light reading, they're great when you want to relax. So you could find them on Amazon, just nowhere else? Nowhere else. Okay. They out at eBay by the time I went to check out. Okay, so that could be explained, if they're on Amazon, it could be explained just that um, they are older books. Uh, it le- what, one of them, IBM and the Holocaust, is 25 years old. Uh, and it's n- it was it was never uh, well it was when it first came out but it's not something that recur <laughs> that you would refresh and buy keep buying new copies of unless you're somebody like Amazon that is 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 doing that so I I can't explain the others as long as Amazon still had it I don't think that there was anything to that uh, other than it's an it's an older book there was a book that you were looking at uh, Stu we were both talking about buying. A copy of oh, it's uh, Hitler Downfall, uh, Hitler Ascent, yeah, yeah, Ascent. which is the first of the two books, um, and it's interesting because I had bought the original on Kindle or something, and mm-hmm. uh, it was a digital version, so that I I didn't have the actual book, and so I wanted to come back and kind of now that I have both of the hardcover, or I had the second one in hardcover, I wanted to have them both just for the library or whatever, you know. You, so I went to look for it and it's like, you know, you can't get it for less than $150. This is a book that was a bestseller in 2016. And you can't get you can't get a hardcover copy of it for for less than $150. And I think that's just because the publishers are just not publishing. I mean, when you put when you put out a book, something that used to sell a million books or 2 million books, might sell 150,000 books and 60,000 of them might be digital right you know and so you've you've got you know you have a, a very low number of books that are actually out there so you can't when they're when they're used yes they're expensive because there is a demand for those books uh, but not a big enough demand maybe to make the publisher reprint a hardcover so again, I don't think that is anything other than a sign of the times. I I I so highly recommend that you stop uh, buying digital books. 
Uh, you can buy it, them too if you want. Yeah, you can buy them as well. But if you find a book that you think is important, make sure you have a hard copy of it. If it's something controversial, make sure you have a hard copy of it uh, because they're going to get harder and harder to find. And it would be, you know, hopefully we never get into the book burning business, but we are in the book deleting business now. And I think the only difference is we have the ability to get rid of a lot of books and then track those people who are reading books online that we don't like. And that will all figure into a some sort of a social credit score in the end or your ESG score. Uh, At least that's my feeling. Um, All right. Back in just a second. Let me tell you about Timeshare Termination Team. If you happen to be listening to this right now and you're about to go into a presentation for a timeshare, stop. Okay? Stop. Don't leave the house. Don't go to that presentation. Um, the Timeshare Termination Team is here for those who have already done this and traveled down this road. If you're listening now and you've already purchased your timeshare, you you know what? I know what you're thinking. Abandon all hope. I'm going to be stuck in this timeshare. Oh, all ye who bought a timeshare, abandon all hope. Timeshare termination team is there precisely for people like you. 100% guarantee of an exit strategy when you contact them. If you don't get out and they don't get you out, 100% of your money comes back to you, and you'll get 20% off when you terminate your timeshare if you tell them that Glenn Beck sent you. So make sure you tell them up, up front that you heard it on my program, 888-GET-YOU-OUT, 888-GET-YOU-OUT, 888-438-8688, or you can visit them online at timeshareterminationteam.com. 10 seconds, station ID. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Mike in Minnesota. Hello, Mike. Mike, are you there? Yeah. Hey, Glenn, can you hear me? Yes. Yes. Is hey, it raining I, I rocks? Just, I just want to. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hey, uh, just uh, I just want to get to my point. Uh, okay. All right. Good. To me, the free market will always win out. Mm. And what I really want to know is, okay, Donald Trump has a lot of money. There's got to be other people that feel like Trump that have a lot of money. And no matter what happens the uh the davos economic forum is going to say certain people don't have enough social credit and they're going to try to squeeze them out uh someone like me or, or my wife or someone why isn't why isn't there going to be other groups of investors or investment banks that go you know what we'll just start our own system and eventually that would win out i mean if i'm a shareholder and i'm told uh you don't have a high enough social credit score and I'm just going to go take my mon- money elsewhere. And I'm at the point now where I can just hold and 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 and, and disinvest everything. You sure can. So, and also, what are you going to do with it? Hang on just point. a second. Hang on just a second. You can do that. Now let's play this out. Uh, you're just going to hold the cash. I don't need to. I, look, I'm at the point. I don't need to work anymore. No, I know. I'm. I'm just okay. saying. I'll just take yours. Right. I, I get it. I'm asking you. Let me ask you right. a few questions. So you sure. you take all of your money out of investments. What do you do yeah. with that money? I just just told, well first up, I, I'm I'm trying to figure out how to get gold and silver. I've got some already, uh-huh. but I mean, and and um, you know, 
But the other thing, too, I wanted to transfer, you, people like you have a big voice. You could also promote this new system. It's, I mean, it's not a totally new system, but it's a way, hey, you know, um, uh, there's other people cropping up here. I'm sure there's young people in these investment banks, like somewhat a young uh, mm-hmm. guy in middle management in Merrill mm-hmm. Lynch who's going, I don't like this idea, so why don't I start my own thing? And I'm sure there's other people that are like that. And then you could also, in the future, when you figure out that this is happening, you could start promoting that. You have a very big so, voice. So I, I, I appreciate that, Mike, and I'll, I'll do everything that I can. I just want you to understand that this system has been plotted and planned for, uh, my guess is this has been in the works for at least 20 years. Uh, and it is a very well-crafted noose around freedom. Uh, and once you start this ball, it's so all-encompassing that you take your money out. Well, what happens if the dollar collapses and you're sitting with dollars? You can't trade them because you have a low ESG store score. If you want to get on to a digit Uh, based system they can control that on what you're allowed to do what you're not allowed to do where those where those things go if you say well it's bitcoin well bitcoin can also be taken uh it can be harmed dramatically by the fed and if the fed has all of the information about your banking has all of the information about everybody's credit card being used, every sale, because they're finishing all of the sales, people in their ESG system, companies like Stripe, they're finishing it. They'll know if you're trying to buy something. They'll know if, and they can stop you from buying things. You want to start your own bank? Go ahead. Try. What about the governmental standards? This is a very well-crafted noose. Now, that doesn't mean that there's not a way out of it. It just means it's not simple. And I echo your words. I hope somebody is working on this. I, I do believe that there are people in high tech. In fact, I know some people in high tech that are actually working on this to be able to have freedom in the world. But you are developing a system that is very much patterned after china and nobody's developed anything in china to get out of it yet it's not too late but america has got to wake up to what is happening in real time right now the country you think you're living in is not actually the country you're living in this is the glenn Beck program American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. All right, let me tell you a little bit about uh, American Financing. The thing I've been warning for over a year has started to happen. Mortgage rates are starting to inch up again. And you know why, right? If you've been listening to me, now would be a great time to consider getting a refi of that mortgage of yours. Lock in the low rate. Don't put it off. The interest rates are now starting to come back. Why? Why? It's obvious. We printed more money in the last year alone. The last time we printed this kind of money was 1946. Or sorry, 44. That's at the height of World War II. 
That's the kind of money we're printing. That's why these financing uh, interest rates are going to go up. It's going to get harder and harder to get a loan. Please do this now. American Financing, 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. AmericanFinancing.net. Tonight on Studios America, we're going to have more on the Cuomo administration stuff. No. Megan Kelly joins me to talk Andrew Cuomo tonight. That's going to be good. BlazeTV.com. Bada bing, yeah. This is the Glenn Beck Program. We're taking your phone calls today at 888-727-BECK. What are the things that maybe you, we haven't explained enough that you're having a hard time passing on to somebody because you don't understand it? enough uh is there something that you think that we are missing corrections whatever i want to hear from you what's happening in your life where you feel the country is right now uh and where you feel the the push for freedom is do you feel isolated or do you feel like there is something going on in our favor the number is 888-727-BECK. I want to get a gut check from you today. Let me go to Sandra in Idaho. Hello, Sandra. Hello. Good morning, Glenn. So the thing I think that conservative talk show hosts are missing, and it's an important point, is that, you know, the United States and the West has very, very strict environmental protection laws, and therefore anything manufactured within the West is manufactured with very good standards. So if you buy something from the West you know that you did not hurt the environment by buying it. Right. But China does not have those laws. China does not have those laws. And and so everything I see in my life, I see 90% of the things in my life are being manufactured in China now. And so not only are, is everything being manufactured there, and technically they could cut us off at some point, which we saw happened in the beginning of COVID, mm-hmm. but also in, in buying things from China, you're basically giving permission to dump chemicals on the ground. I mean, it's not, I mean, it's basically that bad. And so why is everyone missing this? Well, because China has, because, because China is an emerging market. And so China is not doing anything uh, right now on the environment, but they promise to in the future. Right now, if you try to buy a car uh, with batteries, most likely the batteries or the solar panels are being uh, built in china because of the environmental standards we can't make them here like they can make them there uh, because of our environmental standards and uh they get away with it because they've promised and the world trusts china for some reason we're not a developing country we're we're not an emerging market we're the big dog so we have to have these rules it really is just uh, it's so transparent when you're when the scales fall off your eyes and you're like, okay, if I was trying to destroy a way of life and a culture, the Western culture, what would I do? Well, I'd penalize them for everything that, that I can penalize them on and charge them large sums of money in some scheme to be able to cripple them while I give others the opportunity to do worse than what they were doing it's not an honest game that's what's that's what's happening let me go to sophia in new york hello sophia hi glenn how are you um i'm a sophomore in college 
Um, and today I'm calling because when I originally went into college, I was pursuing teaching. But because of all of the texts that I was subjected to, I had to take classes on how to be an anti-racist. Um, many of the textbooks were Ibram X. Kendi's textbooks. I actually have a quote here that I pulled up. Um, the first night of my first education class, we had to watch a TED Talk um, on Ibram X. Kendi. And one of the quotes that he said was, one of the major answers as to why Donald Trump is president of the United States is racism. And, you know, the teacher, you know, was completely fine with this. Obviously, she showed this to us. And just in other classes, too, I mean, especially this semester we're talking about, I mean, teachers will go on for the majority of the class period talking about police brutality and things like that. And it's just like, I don't know. I, I'm actually no longer pursuing teaching. I'm pursuing political journalism because of how much the teachers were focusing on this anti-racism rather than to how to be a good teacher. So I'm just calling and you th- wait, wait, wait. for advice. And, and, and you think it'll be better in journalism? I don't know. I just want to <laughs> talk about the truth, you know? So I'm do I. Now, here is... Um, uh, I'm trying to think how much I want to... Um, here's, here's, here's what I would do, Sophia. Um, or I, I would recommend that you uh, look for examples in in history and you can find them in history here in america of those who played the game but were smart enough uh that they never got lost in the game they played the game uh to be able to uh subvert later uh this i know this sounds uh crazy but uh i sure would like to have teachers that uh, had gone through it all, had seen all of it and uh, were able to play the game and didn't lose their soul and become a, uh, a professor uh, at a university that could teach teachers. It's one thing to teach kids. It's another to teach teachers. Uh, I don't know if that is ever going to work but we need good teachers and there is uh, impact coming. Uh, and if you want to do journalism, you're going to go through the same thing. You're never going to get a job at a big mainstream uh, 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 newspaper unless you're writing what they want you to write. You're never going to work for ABC, NBC, CBS. You'll, you'll, you'll end up working for somebody like me, which I would love to have. We want good journalists. But if you want to go mainstream, you're going to have to play the game. And they'll fire you the minute you expose yourself. If you get tenure, they, they still might fire you. Um, however, they're going to have a harder time doing that. That's a long-term strategy. And I I don't know if it even works. Uh, my gut says be true to yourself, but that is an option. Does that help you at all, Sophia? Yes. And as it pertains to media, mainstream media is something I'm not interested in. I look up to you. I look up to Steven Crowder, Charlie Kirk. So those are people I would eventually want to look for. 
work for. How, so how, I, I appreciate you taking my call. Thank you. How old are you, Sophia? I'm 20 years old. 20 years old. Uh, yes. Two years too young for Andrew Cuomo. (laughs) 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 Sophia, thank you so much for your phone call. I appreciate it. Don't lose your way. Mm. Know what is true. And uh, you've got to to stay basic on that. You've got to know what's true. And that starts with universal truths. I don't know why you're trying to redirect her from political journalism, though. It seems like a great field, especially if you're covering someone like Andrew Cuomo. We have some audio from him interacting with a reporter. Oh, yeah. do we? Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. Thank you. I don't know if I should eat the whole sausage. I'm definitely going to eat it. What is No excuses. You know everyone, you know the county executive? I do. Now you're going to know me in a whole different level. What are you doing? I go to Michaela. Hello. Nice to meet you. I want to see you eat the whole sausage. sausage. Yeah, I say that to all the guys, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just not certainly. you being a sexy journalist. <laughs> that I, what? The, oh, I just got that. You people are sick. <laughs> My daughter, Michaela. Uh, right here. <laughs> <laughs> You know what it is, though? This is a guy who's never had to be held to, be, to any standard. Mm-hmm. You know, y- you say things like that when you're never held to a standard. Yeah. And you, you know, you're I, I mean, I say this because my wife has a wonderful, wonderful family, but they are Italian mm-hmm. and they're the Italian culture does kind of like, hey. You know what I'm saying? Hey, sure. oh, Plain spoken uh, culture. Right. <laughs> yes. But, but I think that's the thing, too. When you are Andrew Cuomo, there's another journalist, by the way, now coming out and saying that he he was harassing her, not sexually, but uh, oh, no, this is a abusive. new one today. A new another new one in the last hour or so. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's interesting about all of this is there are people who can make jokes uh, who can say have uncomfortable conversations with other people and they don't aren't offended by it when you're a constant monster to everyone around you for a decade a lot of people take that the wrong way when you've ruined people's lives when you're when you see it as something you brag about i i will call and harass people when they don't do the things that i want i get things done that's me that's his calling card when he's been doing this and and brutalizing people for god knows how long there's not a lot of people who want to step up and defend you. And so Andrew Cuomo is feeling a little bit of that as well. Yeah, I think the uh, the, the the key here is, is that this guy is a, a horrible human being uh, who is who is, you know, the Cuomo cr- crime family in mm-hmm. many in many ways, the way they operate. Uh, and, you know, when the king goes down, nobody wants to kill the king. Nobody wants to kill the king. You go. I mean, look at Valkyrie, Project Valkyrie. Mm -hmm. You know, nobody wanted to go and kill Hitler. Well, okay, I'm going to go kill Hitler. But you damn well better do everything once you find Hitler is dead. Well, he wasn't. And so nobody wanted to make the move. That's why Project Valkyrie fell apart. Because if he's not dead, he'll kill all of us. And we know he'll do it. Once you see somebody like Cuomo really deeply wounded, oh my gosh, they're going to come out of the woodwork. And I'm sorry, Stu, but I'm not convinced that he's deeply wounded yet. He's wounded. 
but I don't it's, know. Well, if, you're right. He's not over yet. Yeah. He's still flailing around there with his four statements per day trying yeah. to hold on to this thing. But if this continues to come with a flood of people, particularly women in vulnerable positions, the type of women he said he was defending this whole time, mm-hmm. it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough to hang on. Okay. Um, buying and selling a house is really hard. Um, and you need somebody to sell your home and get top dollar help you update it or help you get the curb appeal, you know, going up. A great real estate agent has a great, what we used to call a Rolodex, uh, has all of the names of the people that can help you get it done quickly and also efficiently. So when you're selling a house, you need that. When you're buying a house, you need somebody who knows the real value of the home in that neighborhood and knows you're overpaying for that. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. You need somebody on both ends that you can trust. The name of this company, realestateagentsitrust.com, pretty much says it all. These are the people that will help you buy and sell no matter where you are in the country and make sure that you get the best deal both ends. Make sure that it's not a nightmare. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Realestateagentsitrust.com. You are listening to the Glenn Beck Program. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Let me go to Dennis on line one in Florida. Hello, Dennis. Good morning, Glenn. How are you, sir? Good. Um, I admire your and your crew, your intellectual property, the depth of your intellectual property. Agreed. (laughs) (laughs) I was waiting. I thought that was a setup. All right, go ahead. Yeah, what about it? (laughs) You've got, you guys have concrete property, which is your microphone and all your equipment and your building and all that stuff. But your intellectual property is what's in your brain. Mm -hmm. And no one can take away that. But, serious question am i speaking with a fellow domestic terrorist (laughs) isn't that amazing yeah okay there was an article by fox on friday and i've I've got notes from it here um there were 280 trump supporters arrested um some of the trump supporters were planning to blow up the capitol and all of the trump supporters are labeled as domestic terrorists and these Trump supporters are going to be routed out. That's terrible. How can, how can a, even Fox write an article like that? Well, I will tell you, this comes from the acting chief of Capitol Police. Can we play uh, her comment on this that also came out Friday? Listen. We know that members of the militia groups that were present on January 6th have stated their desires that they want to blow up the Capitol and kill as many members as possible uh, with a direct nexus to the State of the Union, which we know that date has not been identified. So based on that information, Uh we think that it's prudent that Capitol Police maintain its enhanced and robust security posture until we address those vulnerabilities going forward. Now, I appreciate that, you know, the FBI didn't come out and say this. Department of Homeland Security didn't come out and say this. That this was the acting chief of police, not for D.C., but for the Capitol Police, uh, because it carries so much credibility. Um, 
where is that story anywhere? Where, where, why are we not hearing this from the FBI? Why are we not getting confirmation from the DHS? They have said there's no credible threat. Now, why is the chief, uh, the acting chief of police for the Capitol Police, why are they, why is she saying this? I think because of what you were calling about, they could call us terrorists. I, I want to make this really clear. I thought what happened on January 6th was a nightmare. I thought it was an abomination. I thought it was out of control. I didn't support it in any way, shape, or form. I don't know people who supported it in, in what happened. It was awful. Awful. Uh, it also has done this. Created this kind of atmosphere where they can get away with saying anything about us. We can never be those people. In fact, I'm going to go on record and say we're so not those people that if we heard that there was a credible threat, we knew somebody was doing that, we would turn them in. Let us know, please, FBI, DHS, and this administration, what are the facts? I'd like to know who is plotting this because I think there's a lot of Americans that can help you out if true. This is the Glenn Beck Program.